a special time. All the beautiful music, the decorations, the special gatherings and good feelings, and, and of course being together with family and friends. And it seems as if just being together with family and friends has become the main focus of Christmas. We all know how Christmas is perhaps the most traveled season of the year in our country. People willing to make long trips and expensive trips just so they can be together with family and friends. Do you have any special travel plans? Mary and Joseph did. Tonight, let's take that journey with them, a Christmas journey. St. Luke records for us the details of that journey. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. That must have been quite a trip. A 70-mile trip. And, you know, travel situations back then were by foot, or I guess sometimes we think that maybe she was riding a donkey. But what a trip that must have been, given her condition. Now, I haven't been in that condition, but I've been in that situation before, and having to drive 35 or 40 miles to the hospital with my wife, and, and once during a traffic jam in, in the middle of the morning rush hour. That wasn't an easy trip. And so maybe we have to ask the question, why? <laughs> why this journey? I mean, look who this was. This was God's son who was going to be born. Couldn't God have arranged things differently? Couldn't he have worked it out that maybe the census wouldn't happen? Or, or maybe with all those prophecies that they just could have been born, she could have been born in, in Nazareth and wouldn't have to make the trip. Why that trip? Well, it was just part of God's plan. The Apostle Paul reminds us of how everything was working together in God's plan when he writes, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Did you hear what God's plan was? Not only that his son would be born, but that his son would be born in a special way to prove he's the promised Savior. What we might see as a long trip with a lot of inconveniences was just part of God's plan that his prophecies would be fulfilled. 
that a virgin would conceive and give birth. That his hometown would be Nazareth, but he would be born in Bethlehem because he was of the line of David. And Bethlehem was a shepherd town. The Savior would be our shepherd. And so this was God's way of simply proving to us that Jesus is the one he promised because all of those details were fulfilled in his birth. Now, we're not given a lot of details about that journey. All we know is they had to make it, and they arrived on time. But in that, we also know that God was fulfilling a plan for us as well. You see, God has a Christmas journey, so to speak, for us. Maybe you've wondered, what path does God have you on? Where is he leading you? I don't know the fine details of the plan, but I, but I do know this. God wants to lead you to this manger. And it starts tonight. Now maybe you have taken this journey before. If so, let tonight be a time of rejoicing and reassurance for you. Maybe you've been kind of infrequent in making this journey to the manger. Then tonight, let this journey be one of renewal for you. Maybe this is all new to you. Then let your eyes and your hearts be open, because what you are going to see tonight is God working a miracle. A miracle for you. You see... This Christmas journey is for you. I hope you'll make it tonight, and I pray you'll make it for a long time. But you might be wondering, what will I experience? What will I see on this journey? Just listen to the words of this next song, and you'll find out. Luke records for us the details of Jesus' birth. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The birth of a child is an exciting time, a joyous time, very moving. How special it must have been for Mary and Joseph. Not only because this was their firstborn, but look at who it was. The Son of God. As special and moving as this birth was, it was also very unique. Consider the message of the angel to Mary. That she would be conceived with child from the Holy Spirit. And this would be the Son of God. Consider the fact that she was then conceived in a miraculous way. Recall the journey and God's plan being fulfilled. And then this humble setting. Yes, he was deserving of more. For he was God's son. He should have been born in a palace. Or at least a fine guest room with a warm blanket and a cradle. 
But why this lonely animal stall? This too was part of God's plan. It was to emphasize that he came in this lowly way to be like us, these lowly, needy people. And that's exactly what we are. He came to experience hardship in this life so that he would understand what our hardships are like too. In fact, he would even experience temptation to sin, but he never would give in. He would remain obedient to all of the laws of God because we aren't and we need to be in order to have eternal life. Don't let the humble setting fool you. He isn't the king of kings. No, he didn't come to rule some powerful nation with a mighty army. But he is ruling in a powerful, eternal, and heavenly kingdom. You see, he came not only to live like us, but he came to live for us. Births are our special times and, and very moving. But if you've been there, and I've been there four times, there's also a lot of commotion that's going on and, and a lot of uh, attention that's being given the details. In a few minutes, we're going to sing a hymn that says, How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. I don't think this writer was talking at all about Jesus being born. I've never seen nor experienced a silent birth. But he was talking about another birth. He'd go on to say, So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Now, you see, Jesus came to be with us and to live in us. So the joy of Christmas is not all the presents. The joy of Christmas is his presence in our lives. He came to bear the wrath of God that we deserve because of our sins. But the scriptures declare to us that his wrath was turned away from us. It tells us that our debt to God has been canceled, that our sins have been erased from his record, and the punishment we deserved was put on Christ when he died 30 years later on that cross. You see, he came to live us. This birth and all of its details were all about him being our Savior coming for us. This journey does not stop here at the manger. It will continue to the cross and to the empty tomb and also to the cradle of your heart. Is he there? Is he your savior? He is, you know. Christmas is a special time and there's so many different things we get involved with. One of those things, of course, is a 
buying gifts to give. A couple of weeks ago, as I was eating my lunch and sorting through the, the junk mail, I saw this wonderful coupon that said, $10 off any purchase of $10 or more. And I'm pretty quick with math, so I figured that, you know, if I would buy a $10 gift and use that coupon, I would have saved some money and I could even buy a second gift then. But there was a little problem with that plan. As I looked at the coupon, it didn't say what store it was for. I read all the fine prints. I looked all back and side and front side. Nothing indicated where I could use that coupon. I go, think, Greg, think, Greg. You can't pass up this deal. And then I thought, maybe that coupon got separated from the rest of the mail. So I rough rifled through all the rest of the junk mail, and sure enough, I found it had been separated. Without that other flyer, that coupon had no value at all. You know, without Christ in Christmas, Christmas is just a mess. It's just a bunch of busyness. Oh, yes, it's nice, the cookies, the decorations, the gatherings, but you know what? We could do those things anytime. It really is Christ that adds the value to Christmas. Christmas is not just a holiday. It's a holy day, a day that God has set apart for us and for him. Let's listen how the angel gives the announcement of Christ's birth. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Is Christmas special to you?
Maybe it is because of the gathering with family and friends and all the special activities and the decorations and the gifts. But if you listen carefully, closely, and with your heart, you hear what makes Christmas special. He is the reason for this season. And if you're thinking, maybe this, I don't know, just doesn't relate to me, right? Because you're talking about shepherds in the field. You're talking about angels in the sky. You're talking about a barn and a manger. It doesn't relate to me. Just listen carefully to what the angel said. This Savior is for you. So like the shepherds, go to that manger. Look at him. And then worship him. And praise your God for your salvation. And like Mary, hold that child in your heart. He is your Savior. Simply believe, rejoice, and praise God. Merry Christmas.